the sounds of the crucifixion, but also the resurrection. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray your spirit will be with us and that we will hear and find courage to face the walls. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 14, verse 32. Jesus and his disciples went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Jesus had come to the wall. We're talking about walls this spring. Talked about the walls of Jericho, how they stood between the people and the land of promise, but by God's grace, the walls came down. Talked about the walls in Ezekiel, where we hide behind and hide our sin and how we need Jesus to come through those walls and cleanse us. But now we see the biggest wall of all, the wall that separates us from God. And Jesus, having taken on flesh, has now walked through his life. Every day of his life to this point has been a journey to this wall. And now, in the garden, Jesus reaches the wall. And he says, Father, everything is possible with you. Take this away, yet not what I will, what you will. Jesus knows what it's like to stand next to a wall to not be able to see through, to not be able to get beyond it, but to have to face it. And Jesus knows what it feels like in that moment to pray that God in his mercy would take it away, just make it go away. Jesus knows what that feels like. There's something else Jesus knows. Have you ever come to a wall in your life and you stand there before the wall? And it would be great in that moment if you just had one or two people with you to encourage you, to help you, to help you stand up. If, if there were just one or two, well, verse 37, 
Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Jesus knew what it felt like to stand at the wall alone with no one to help. Verse 39, once more he went away and prayed the same thing. Jesus knows what it feels like to pray the same thing again and again and again, and yet still the wall is there. It doesn't go away. Verse 40, when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Jesus knows what it feels like when the wall doesn't go away. Even though you prayed and prayed and prayed a third time. But Jesus also knows that the only way through a wall is to trust the Father and to do his will. Jesus stood up before his wall and was faithful to his last breath. But now it was a new group that had encountered a wall. Mark chapter 16, verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. What they were doing was this. They got up early that morning and they went to where Jesus was laid because you see, when he had died on Friday, it was too close to Sabbath and they weren't able to do for him all the things that you do for someone you love that dies. Every culture has its traditions. Every culture has its ways of what do those who are left when a loved one dies, what do they do Well, their way of handling it was you took the body of the one that had died and you wrapped it in cloth and in spices and they didn't have what they needed. And so after the Sabbath, they had gotten what they needed so that they might come to Jesus and do one last thing for him, one last demonstration of their love for Jesus. They didn't get up that morning expecting to ever see Jesus again. They got up early that morning hoping to just do one more act of love for Jesus. Verse 2, very early on the first day of the week, 
Just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? I don't know if they hadn't thought of this before or if it just came to them on the way, but suddenly they realized there's a wall between us and Jesus. There is a stone that will prevent us from doing what we want to do for his body. And they asked each other, these women, as they walked towards the tomb of Jesus, who will roll away this stone? We're not strong enough. These women knew what it felt like to face a wall that you could not move, a wall that stood between you and the one you loved. A lot of people facing walls like that. The reason I'm standing here this morning and not Pastor Bernie is because he and Christina are confronting just such a wall today. You see, it was a week ago that Pastor Bernie found out that that Gail Tucker, someone who has been very close with him, the Tucker family, uh, the ones who were the, the pastors of the church when Bernie first became a pastor and came into the ministry, uh, people who have labored for the Lord faithfully, that Gail had been struck strangely and was having a, a number of sy- symptoms that included strokes and so forth. And, and so they did tests and they checked and, and it turns out that it's cancer and it's advanced. And it's advanced in a way that if Bernie wanted to go, he needed to go and be with the ones he loved. And so he and Christina went today to be with the Tuckers, to pray with them, to take from this church a quilt for her to do everything we know how to do, to come to the wall like Jesus and say, Lord, if it be possible, take away this wall. But also to say like Jesus, but not my will, your will be done. It's awesome to have Lori Hernandez with us. Pastor Danny and Lori served in this church so faithfully for so long, laid the the foundation for what has become this service. I wish it was for fun. You guys are always fun regardless, but I wish what brought you was fun. Lori stands before a wall as her father is ailing. And she knows what it means to pray Lord, take this away. Today is the two-year anniversary, or maybe it was yesterday, of the loss of Caleb Acosta. You remember the young man we prayed for so many times? We've stood before a lot of walls, haven't we? A lot of stones that have been rolled in places. And we ask each other, who will roll away the stone? 
We're not strong enough. Verse 4. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting at the right side, and they were alarmed. Yeah, you think he would have been alarmed? Oh, yeah. See, we're not used to that. We're not used to going to the places where people have died and finding the tomb already open and then finding someone dressed in white sitting there. We're not used to that. That's not how life normally goes. That's not what happens when you come up against walls. They were alarmed. Verse 6, don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Verse 8, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Well, the other, the other gospel accounts will tell us they finally got their courage together and did say what they had encountered. But they were startled. You see, they came with one hope that morning. Their one hope was that somehow the stone that separated them from the body of Jesus would be rolled away and they could do the last act of love for him. But the father had torn down the wall and pulled the stone away and raised his son Jesus back to life. No one was expecting this. They went with the hope that they could do one more thing, but what they encountered was that the wall between God and man had been torn down. The veil of the temple had been ripped in half. Now, by grace, through Jesus' death and resurrection, we were all invited directly to the presence of God. The wall was torn down. And the promise was made sure that even if in this life we come up against a wall of death, we have the confidence to know by trusting in Jesus one day we will no longer be separated from those we love. The wall will come down and we will be reunited forever. All of this was the result of God's great love for us through Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life.
This is the love of Jesus for us. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. So what is the impact? So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He has sent us, just like the young man in the tomb said, go and tell the others Jesus is raised. He has sent us with the message, Jesus is raised, and we are reconciled again with God. The wall has been torn down. Grace has come. Verse 18. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of of God. I don't know what kind of wall you face today, but through Jesus Christ, all the walls have been torn down. We may yet face those walls and the temporary consequences of those walls. But Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus is our hope of eternal glory. Jesus has said, if I go, I will come again. In Jesus we put all of our hope. I don't know what wall you face today. But I know it's not higher or thicker or stronger than the wall Jesus faced down for us. And because he won the victory, we can be victorious over the walls in our life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, 
All of our hopes are in Jesus. And all of our faith is in the story of his life, his death, and his resurrection. We believe that through grace, we have been reconciled to the Father and made his ambassadors in this life. It is a somber realization, but it also fills us with great joy. For though on this weekend we acknowledge the death of Jesus, even more we celebrate his resurrection. And so finally, brothers and sisters, goodbye, and aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And know that all the saints send their greetings. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.